Hey there, I'm Justin, the founder of CUDA, and you're listening to One Million Steps. Startups are hard. The journey we're on is full of twists and turns, successes and failures. But even if we don't know exactly where we're going, one thing we can always do is to take the next step forwards. To help you on the way, I'm sharing Q&As with amazing entrepreneurs who've overcome many of the challenges of building successful enterprises. Each week, I'll share their best Q&As to help you run your startup better. And the exciting thing is, all the questions come from you, the CUDA community. In this week's episode, Eunice Braga, Sakshi Shukla, and Dylan Redekop are Steph Smith and Calvin Rosser about how to survive and thrive as online creators. Are there any niches that you think uh, newbie creators should pay more attention to? Um, what is your advice for a newbie creator who wants to start uh, their own newsletter, their own interview show, or even their own podcast? So my advice on this one is simple, which is to choose an area that you're just genuinely interested in. Because the reality is, even if you want to create for a short-ish period, like 6 to 12 months, you have to be pretty interested in the topic to keep going. One, because it's a lot of work. Two, because you're going to go through periods where you feel the highs of producing something really good, but then also the lows of producing something that you thought was good that other people maybe don't receive, or just the general ups and downs of being a creator. It's, I think, a more mentally taxing path. And so one way to hedge that is just to create stuff around things that you're genuinely interested in that has many other advantages, like you're probably going to create better stuff. It's going to resonate more with people. But at the end of the day, you'll never make the long journey if you're doing something just to please an audience or if you really don't care about it. Yeah. And the good news is that with the internet, you have access to so many more niches than ever before. So if you think about pre-internet, if you really cared about, let's just say, a certain type of semiconductor, no New York Times is going to pick up your article on that or give you a column on that because there's not enough people who care about it. But today, with access to everyone or many people, I should say, across the world and very targeted approaches to reach them through things like subreddits or advertising or very niche newsletters, you can actually reach a substantially sized niche that is very, very niche. And the reason I mentioned that is because it relates to what Calvin said, which is that if you start with things that you're truly excited about, you probably have an audience out there because there's probably other people who are also excited about it or can learn from your excitement around it. One quick example is that there are so many creators out there who create content or courses around Excel or Google Sheets. Now for someone, that is the most boring topic ever. For some creators, they're like, I, I don't want to touch that. But for other people, they're stoked to do that. And that's what they've created their whole brand around. I mean, Miss Excel is someone who a lot of people have become familiar with recently who does exactly that. So I would say that, yes, you should focus on the niches that you're excited about. And then the final piece that I'll tack on is you asked about different formats, whether it's newsletter, interview show, or podcast. And there's other things like YouTube, TikTok. There's tons of different formats out there. And ultimately, what I would start with is what we talked about already. What am I stoked to create? And then ask yourself within that particular niche, what 
format is most appropriate to get that message across. So in some cases, if you're talking about, I don't know, Excel, well, writing about Excel is probably not that interesting, which is why you see most people creating video courses and it relates to to teaching that practice. So that's just what I wanted to clarify as well, that I sometimes see creators start with the statement like, oh, I want to create a newsletter and then decide what they want to write about. Instead, I think you should start with your passions and then identify the right channel to actually express that information. Hey, Steph. Hey, Calvin. Thank you for doing this. My question is, what's the most effective and efficient way for a creator to validate if people would be willing to buy their course or product? I've been doing a lot of free workshops around content writing, marketing, public speaking, but I don't feel confident yet that people would be willing to pay to buy my course or attend my cohort. So any ideas or frameworks for that would be highly appreciated. So with this question, I'm just going to cut to the chase. I know it can be daunting to ask people for money in response to a product that you've made, but the easiest way to validate if they are willing to do that is to either just straight up ask them or to throw up a product page that they can pay for to really you know, put their money where their mouth is. Because if you are just going about it and, and trying to ascertain whether people find this interesting, you're going to get a lot of false positives. And so again, the easiest way to tell is just by starting to charge for it. And one very quick example I can give is for years, I created indie products online. I was too afraid to charge for anything or really even consider creating a product that one could think about charging for. And then eventually I decided, hey, maybe I'll go and write this ebook. And instead of approaching it in the ways that I had with prior products, I just decided I'm literally just going to tweet about this. I'm going to ask people very directly, would you pay for this? And in that case, I said, would people pay $10 for it? Now, I would actually criticize myself a little bit and say what I really should have done instead of asking if they pay 10 bucks for it is, again, just creating a product page. You don't need to have the product done. You just need to have enough information that clearly outlines what you're hoping to create. And if it's something that people find valuable, if it solves a problem within their lives, they will put the money down. And again, if you're just trying to ascertain this without truly getting their word through their sign up, their true sign up, then you may just be trying to avoid the true question. You may be trying to avoid the potential reality that people aren't willing to pay for something. But if that is the case, you're going to want to find that out as soon as possible. Just to add to Steph's advice to actually ask people if they will pay for it, you can also gather data just in the market. So are other people selling similar courses? If so, what exactly are they selling? I'm actually going through this process right now where I'm considering launching a course on conversion rate optimization, which is something that I know from my career is really valuable for businesses. So I already know that businesses pay people a lot of money to exercise this skill. But then as I was looking at it, I'm also seeing that there are other people with courses like this. And there are also companies paying agencies lots of money to help them with this type of thing. So the idea is there is some market of people who want to learn this skill. And the question is, can I create something that is valuable and market it in a way that people actually want to receive that? And so if I'm going out to people, I'm probably not validating the idea so much as like my ability to pitch that idea and include the content that people want. Hey, Stephen Calvin. Steph, this question is maybe more for you because you worked for the hustle and trends 
And I read a newsletter and I've started monetizing it. And I'm wondering what you think the best path for new newsletter publishers is to go, whether that's ads and sponsorships, kind of like the hustle built, or if you're thinking more of a subscription-based product like Trends or a lot of other products are, are coming out. What do you think is the best path forward? And what would you recommend to somebody who's just starting out? So of course, this answer depends on your situation, how big you want this thing to get, how quickly you want it to get big. But generally, my suggestion here is actually to focus on ads and sponsorships and not subscription revenue. Now, this will sound counter to a lot of the suggestions out there today or even the narratives from companies like Substack. But the reason I say this is because ultimately, as soon as you put your content behind a paywall, you are limiting your growth substantially and the speed of your growth as well. So you're taking your most valuable asset and you're throwing it behind a paywall and therefore people can't share it. The number of people you can reach at a given time is is much smaller. And if your goal really is to build more of an indie business around subscription and get to profitability or a certain level of MRR quickly, then that can be a pretty clear path. But if you are looking at building a more substantial business and reaching a lot of people and doing that quickly, your content is your best asset. It's literally a tool for you in terms of growth. And so what I would suggest to most people is not to shelve subscription revenue forever, but you mentioned the hustle and trends, and that's actually a perfect example of something that Sam did, which is create a newsletter that is run by ads, but is fully accessible to everyone that could grow really quickly and reach you know, over a million subscribers. And then on the back of that established massive audience, that's where you tack on the subscription product as a separate product. Another parallel to this is what I did. I cr- built my Twitter following. In that case, I wasn't monetizing it, but again, a free audience where my content was working for me And then I tacked on years later, this is not so much a subscription product, but a gated product in the form of a book. And so that's generally the advice, I guess you could say, that I give people because, again, there's been an increasing narrative around this. You can charge for your content immediately. You can build this really cool subscription business. Again, that's not untrue, but I think a lot of creators are surprised when they go that route at how grueling it is to grow that business because again, your most valuable asset is working against you in that case. So generally assuming that you are the norm, because I don't know everything about your business, I would actually say go the ad and sponsorship route. And then at some later point, convert part of that audience to subscription if you so choose. Thanks for listening to this episode of One Million Steps. If you'd like to get our weekly newsletter or participate in our regular AMAs, head over to askcuda.com. 